Hour number two. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. The phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com and uh, hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, and that is Callender with a K. So apparently, uh, all this time talking about the uh, the Prime Minister... Uh, the new, newly elected Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney, the far-right neo-fascist party member, whatever. Um, Maloney, every time I've been reading these stories, I keep thinking of the David Gray song where he's singing about Italy. This, this one. Love it. Italy is. All right, so apparently he's not saying Italy. Do you know what he's saying? Have you ever heard this song? Do you know this song, Chris? You don't know this song. Bernie, do you know this song? Do you know what he's saying? He's not even listening. This do you know what this song is? Italy is? David Gray. You don't know it. He doesn't know it. He's a millennial. That's all right. Um, hmm. The name of the song is This Year's Love. And you hear him sing it right there. This, this Year's Love. love right. Italy is. Right. This Year's Love is Italy's. No, it's not what he's saying. I'm going to play it again. Listen, to the, do you tell me? What do you think he's singing? This year's love in Italy. Italy's. That's what he's singing. It's obvious. I hear it no any other way. Is the dress white or blue? This year's love had better last. That's what he's singing. This year's love had better last. This year's love in Italy. Who says last like that? Who says last like last? Who says it like that? Nobody. Maybe Eddie better. Nobody says it like that. This year's love in Italy. And he says it like that the entire song. I guess he speaks like that. That's got to be his accent. Is he is he from like Ireland or something? That got me thinking though. Like how many of these other, you know, it's like uh, it's like that one Elton John song. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's every Elton John song. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, he has that accent too going, and so as you know, for years I thought it was uh, uh, hold me close. I'm tired of dancing. No, hold me close now. Tony Danza. That's what he's singing. It was an homage to who's the boss. <laughs> no, he's a tiny dancer. No, I, like, I don't understand this. Why would you sing a lyric that is so obviously being mispronounced so nobody knows what you're singing? I understand lyrics like, uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy. I get that one. That's an obvious mistake, right? Uh, Jimi Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Right. That's obviously we're mishearing that because the name of the song is, well, it's, I don't even think that's the name of the song, but it's, it's kiss the sky, but you can hear how that would sound like that's a, they, they sound very similar money for nothing and the chips for free. 
Because who doesn't like free chips? Like, I get that one. It's checks. We built this city. We built this city on sausage rolls. I get it. Makes sense. Or uh, what about Queen? They had a couple, too. Was he, he was British, too. Was, was Freddie Mercury British? I think so. Something about the British accents kind of give us Americans some problems, you know, with their lyrics. From Bohemian Rhapsody, saving his life from this warm sausage tea. Yeah, like that's, I get it. But David Gray, there's no excuse for this. This year's love in Italy. Like, and I've seen people that confuse, um, uh, what is it? The Eurythmics. Is it Annie Lennox, right? Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. That doesn't even make any sense. I have heard that. Sweet dreams are not made of cheese. They're made of these. Sweet dreams are made of these. Made of these. So people, you know, they start hearing things. By the way, we did this experiment years ago on the air. <clears throat> I could do it again. Um, if you say something enough times in a row, it starts to sound like a song. Do you know that? So I did it with a phone number. I'll do it with this phone number. I could, but, it, it, but it's, you should try it. And when you do it longer and longer, even if you just keep saying it, you could, you could record it and just put it on a loop so you know you're not singing it. But after a while, when your brain hears the same sounds over and 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 over, it starts to make a musical pattern in the brain. So even if you're not trying to sing it, it sounds like you're singing. It sounds like a song. Like, I can see clearly now Lorraine is gone. A song about the breakup, right? It, uh, bon Jovi. It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. Like classic tunes. Right? I mean, they're just kind of saying this stuff. Um, what was the other one? Nirvana. Big Nirvana fan, right? Here we are now in containers. That's not what he says. That's not what he's saying. What do you think he said? I don't even know. I don't understand most of Nirvana's song, uh, lyrics. I, I can't. Him and Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder, like, I do not understand. He has a whole song. He has a whole song. I think it's called Yellow Lead Better. I don't even know. I, I, don't, I think there's like one word in the song that I know where it, I think it's she. Where he says she. I, like that's the only word I can decipher out of this entire tune. Like, it's a whole song. It's a, it's a catchy tune. But I can't sing along to it. Yeah, love it. Great guitar. I mean, you could make up a whole parody. Where's Weird Al? Has Weird Al not done this song? Right? I mean, this is just, it's very nice. It's appealing, I think. It's soothing. Do you even have the intro, the music, his lyrics part? Okay, let's, here. It's going to start. Here we go. Oh, you can that was because that's a bump tune for us. So we cut out the, the lyrics. That's where he starts singing or mumbling to a melody. What about uh, R.E.M.? That's another one. <laughs> I swear. R.E.M. I, most of their lyrics, I don't, under, I, I cannot, like, let's pee in the corner. Let's pee in the spot. 
Light. I, why? Why are you urinating everywhere? What's the deal there? That doesn't make sense. Or was it Cutting Crew? I think is what the name of the band was. I just died in your barn tonight. Right? I think that's what that was. Mustard, no mayo instead. I think that's what that says. Because it's a song about mayonnaise. Here's another band. The Pumpkins. You never understand what they're singing. I mean, sometimes you can. But not a lot. Not a lot. We got one... uh, we got a caller, and uh, he mentioned one song. Uh, instead of what, taking care of business, it's uh, making carrot biscuits. <laughs> and then Mark Muller popped his head in talking about the Kenny Loggins song, which why would anybody talk about Kenny Loggins? But Kenny, no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, the highway, highway to the danger zone, and he thought all his life it was I went to the danger zone, which I did too. I thought that's what it was also. But I guess the name of the song is Highway to the Danger Zone, or maybe just called Danger Zone. I don't know. Never really cared enough about it. It was one of my least favorite songs on the Footloose album. So, um, <laughs> no, I feel I did not realize that David Gray was not singing in LA all these years. I mean, not that I hear the song a lot. It's just once I heard the song the first time, I was like, why is he singing about this? Why is he singing about Italy like this? Oh, here you go. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Here's another one. Uh, can't find the Butterman. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, David. Sorry. The, the song is Better Man, but the way he sings it, can't find the Butterman. Like he's looking for the spread. He's looking for the margarine or something on the table, but he can't find it. Where is it? Can't find the Butterman. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand that. It makes it difficult. Uh, uh-oh. Several people got text messages. Uh, unknown number. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I did not get invited to this random person's Zoom meeting. Thank goodness I didn't click on the link. Don't click on the links. By the way, uh, public service announcement. If you send me something via email or uh, Facebook Messenger or Twitter or something, um, no matter how much you compliment my smile in my profile picture, um, I'm not going to open the link. If you send me something... You be, like, if you want me to read something or watch something, you got to cut and paste it, like the text. You got to put it into the email so I can read it. I do not open links from anybody, and I haven't for years. So just a heads up on that. Because I know, like, and I appreciate people that send me stuff because I got stuff like yesterday, uh, I think I got, or two days ago, I got an email about this woman, uh, Georgia Maloney, running for prime minister, and this speech that she gave that is making the rounds in conservative media and I went and uh, bookmarked it and went and watched it. And then she won the race for prime minister. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that me watching the video let her win. I just find it to be coincidental is all. What do you think? Anyway, uh, so if you want to send me, uh, you know, tips and story ideas and, and topic ideas, uh, I welcome them. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to click on the links. Like even with the fellow who sent me the link, I just bookmarked his, it was a tweet he sent me. And so I just bookmarked it. And then I went and looked for the video myself. So, uh, cause that's how you get the viruses, you know, and viruses are going to virus. But the media in America is uh, framing this woman as a, some sort of a far right, right winger 
fascist nutball. Like that's the that's the narrative being advanced here. What what but what's interesting is she actually has a pretty good relationship with the former prime minister who was quote mainstream and not a far right winger or whatever. Politico says Meloni has promised that she has moderated her views and has said she supports NATO and Ukraine. She also has expressed little fondness for Russia's Vladimir Putin. Unlike others in her coalition, including former Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, currently about a third of the seats in the new parliament belong to parties that have not fully condemned Moscow's war effort. That's from Politico. Next up, AP headline, how a party of neo-fascist roots won big in Italy. Well, this is an interesting framing because the same time when this party, and by the way, they're not saying this is Mussolini's party because that party is banned. That party is outlawed. The fascist party in Italy is prohibited. Okay? So what they're talking about then is the modern party that has roots dating back to post-World War II Italy and to political organizations that rose up in the wreckage of World War II. After they dragged Mussolini, right, after they they murdered him, they deposed him and murdered him, like after all of that, and then out of the wreckage comes another party in like the, what, 50s, right? Late 40s, early 50s, that happens. So are you saying then that, like, because in this headline, you're talking about this woman running for office. She wins with this new party. She basically created this new political party. Like, recently. But it has roots in neo-fascism. Well, and that goes back to the 50s. Okay, so do we start headlining all of the stories about the Democrat Party's roots from the 50s? Would that be a little uncomfortable? Do you think that might be a tad bit awkward? Right? For a party with its roots in segregation, Jim Crow roots... Democrat Party, lynchings, stuff like that. Should we start mentioning those every time we talk about Democratic Party politics and candidates who win? Why not? The name of the party is called the Brothers of Italy Party. And it has its roots, according to the AP, in the post-World War II neo-fascist Italian social movement. Right? Oh, it has its roots in the neo-fascist Italian social movement. Social movement, social movement, social, social. Is there, is there some sort of a connection there to some other philosophy that goes by a very similar name? What do you think? Is there something there? The Italian social movement. Yeah, it'll come to me. Again, wait till the AP hears about the roots of the Democratic Party. Um, but here's the thing. The movement, the Brothers of Italy party, kept the most potent symbol, the tricolor flame. And so that's what they've that's what they're using too. The the Brothers of Italy has is using this same uh, the tricolor which is, you know, the, the colors of Italy, right? Green, white, and and red, which are like the colors of Like 90% of countries on the planet. What is up with that, too? How come so many countries have the exact same 
colors. Have you seen the flag? Have you ever seen all of the flags of the world like laid out in front of you and like, uh, you know, like a page and you just look through all of them? There are so many that look the same. Like the only difference between some of these flags are the thicknesses of the stripes. They're the, they're the same colors, right? You got red, white, and green. They're in the same order and they're side by side by side or up and down or whatever. And the only difference is the, the thickness of the stripes. Like, really? You guys couldn't come up with a different flag? Like, I, like hats off to uh, the old Libyans, you know? Like, Libya gets a lot of guff, but hats off to them. Their flag it was like straight up green. That was it. It was just a green flag. That way they are like, you know what? We don't have time to do anything else. It's just a green. It's just a, it's just a green piece of fabric. That's it. They, they weren't even going to make the effort. We got, they got, they got too many wars to start. Oh, here's another one. Fine young cannibals. Right? I have no idea what he's saying. Is it blonde or brown hair? I think it's long hair, long blonde hair, long brown hair. Can't really tell. Like, open up your mouth, man. Stop clenching your teeth together while you sing. Anyway. Um, oh, I have lots of ideas about that topic. I'm not going to get into it, though. I've spent too much time on it already. Let's get back to this Associated Press uh, article uh, that is going to explain to all of us how the woman who just won the prime ministership of Italy, the first woman to hold this position, is a fascist. And by being and by uh, when we say fascist, we mean uh, someone who uh, puts God, family and country above the European Union. Total fascist move. But see, her party, the Brothers of Italy, by the way, that name comes from. Uh, no, not a David Gray song, I've learned. Um, she co-founded the party in 2012, naming it after the words of the Italian National Anthem. The first words of the National Anthem. Brothers of Italy, apparently. Uh, a new party for an old tradition, she wrote. So, she co-founds this party in 2012. But the AP wants to take us all the way back to World War II. Well, right after World War II, you know, after they uh, they killed Mussolini, um, a century after Benito Mussolini's 1922 march on Rome, which has brought the fascist dictator to power, Maloney is poised to lead Italy's first far right led government since World War II and Italy's first woman premier. By the way, notice no celebration of her as the first woman premier. A premier? Oh, I've been calling a prime minister all this time. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I'm, no offense intended. Um, but there hasn't been any celebration of her as the first female premier, which tells you what? That the identity politics is not actually what the game is, right? That's just the tactic. That It's not, it's not about gender. It's not about sex or gender, if they're the same or not, blah, blah, blah. None of that's not the point. Because when the, pers- uh, when the person who wins is the first woman, and we see this in America, right, with the first Republican woman, the first black Republican, whatever, right? If it's somebody who, is, who does not advance the political agenda, then you don't get the identity politics story. For example, Melania Trump, right? Melania Trump, treated horribly by the press because 
she was with Trump and she would not divorce him and she would not spill the beans and she would not attack him and whatever. Like you literally had a supermodel in the White House as first lady and she got ignored by all the fashion magazines. She got ignored as an immigrant in in the in the news coverage, right? There were there, there were no stories about her and there was the, none of these cover spreads about, you know, the right to bear arms showing her bare arms like they did for Michelle Obama. Like none of this this elevation of Michelle Obama was seen in any similar way with Melania Trump. There was a difference in the coverage. Why? Because it's about the agenda. It's about the politics. It's not about what they say it's about, which is, oh, it's just this first female, first black first lady, whatever. Well, here's your first immigrant first lady. And, oh, nobody cares. Oh, we're a fashion magazine. We care about glamorous first ladies. Here's a glamorous first lady. Nobody cares. Right? Because it's not about that. It's about the other thing, but you don't want to say the other thing. Okay. So the Italian Social Movement, or the MSI, it was founded in 1946 by Giorgio Almirante, a chief of staff in Mussolini's last government. It drew, this party, the IS, or the MSI, the, the Italian Social Movement, it drew fascist sympathizers and officials into its ranks following Italy's role in the war when it was allied with the Nazis and then liberated by the Allies. Throughout the 1950s through the 80s, so for 30 years, the MSI remained a small right-wing party. You see what they just did there? The AP is calling it a right-wing party. Why is it a right-wing party? It allied with the Nazis. What are you talking about? I read to you the platform planks of the 1919 fascist party. Right, That party, the fascists, they are statists. They're collectivists. They're socialists. Benito Mussolini was a socialist. He said it. The intellectuals of our day and time said it. FDR and his advisors, they were envious of fascism. They said these things. They're on the record as saying these things. I'm not making this up. I read to you the examples in the first hour. Okay, so right out of the gate, we got the AP trying to tell us that the 1950s and 1980s, they were a small right-wing party. Why are they right-wing? Because they're nationalist? Is that the idea? Because they love, they love Italy, and they, they love the culture and the history and, you know, Italy for Italians or whatever it is? You can disagree with nationalism, and I am not here to argue pro or con nationalism. I'm here to argue against the rebranding of anything that is nationalism as right wing, because fascism, as it was expressed by the Italians, right, that was a love of the, the, the country and Italy and nationalism, but that was not right wing. It was tyrannical. It was authoritarian, but that's not right wing. For an example of left wing tyranny, see the Soviet Union and the Nazis. How about that? Or uh, head on down the road to Venezuela and check out the Maduro regime. So that's from the 50s through the 80s. Then come the 90s. Brought about, uh, the 90s brought about a change under Gianfranco Fini, which was Almirante's protege, who nevertheless projected a new moderate face of the Italian right. Within a year, Fini had renamed the MSI. He now started calling it the National Alliance. Fini was dogged by the movement's neo-fascist roots and his own assessment that Mussolini was the 20th century's greatest statesman. So again, uh, this is the absurdity. He's being called far right while 
being attacked for, for still celebrating Mussolini, who was a socialist. This doesn't make any sense, as so many things of the left does not. Right? Like, okay. He disavowed the statement in, in 2003. Um, Meloni, the woman who just won the premiership, uh, she proudly touts her roots as an MSI militant. I don't know what militant means. Did she engage in violence? I doubt it. I probably would have heard of that by now. Uh, she, sa- uh, she said the first spark of creating Brothers of Italy came after Berlusconi resigned as premier in 2011, forced out by a financial crisis over Italy's soaring debt and his own legal problems. She refused to support Mario Monti, who was tapped uh, by Italy's president to try to form a technocratic government to reassure international financial markets. Oh, isn't that interesting? So she's opposed to a technocratic government. What is technocratic government euphemism for? What, what does that mean? These are the fever dreams of the left, right? That you can create these governments, the perfected state of the state, where you have enough people that are expert and wise and knowledgeable, and they can command and control the economic levers, they can dictate things, and they can figure everything out. Central planning. That's what this is. That's what she opposed. In the wake of the financial crisis, this is what she opposed. How is that fascistic? To oppose the state taking more control. Fascism is literally the opposite definition. These people are nuts. They either are ignorant, the ones that are doing this reporting, either that or they are counting on you to be ignorant and to just be spoon-fed your your historical lesson here. This is gaslighting, if not outright lying for political purposes. And I I don't know which is worse. I guess it could also be that the reporter is stupid. They're ignorant, too. That's possible. This is another one. I'm starting to realize how many bands I like and listen to that have unintelligible lyrics. It's a lot of them. Uh, Monica sent me this one, a very funny clip here from, uh, was it Michael Nesmith? Um, you know the song Guantanamera? Guantanamera. Yeah. Uh, this guy is doing a bit where he's singing that song with a mariachi band, and they realize uh, by the first refrain that he's not singing Guantanamera, he's singing One Ton Tomato. I eat a One Ton Tomato. <laughs> I don't know. Could you make that joke nowadays? I don't know. I just, oh, I read it, so. Uh, here's a tweet from Eric. It's a Pete tweet. Left-wing authoritarian does typical left-wing tyranny. Media and Democrats will say, look at this far-right right-winger. Real socialism has never been tried. Blaming their political opponents for the results of their unquenchable lust for power is the perpetual paradigm. Um, this from this is an email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. This is from Tim. He says, Pete, Italian fascism. Great subject today. It shows how the public school systems have dumbed down the children, including college students, over the past 70 years or so. I think Mussolini said once that fascism should properly be called corporatism, the marriage of the corporation and the state. The history books are rife with half-truths, distortions, and downright lies. The left calls people who disagree with them the very things they are. Fascist. I think that is one of the strategies of Saul Alinsky's book, Rules for Radicals. Also notice 
that continues to use, uh, they continue to use the term forward. Right. Stalin used that term as propaganda during his reign. Hillary used that during her run for president also. Ignorant. Well, this, yeah, the, the term forward, that word has been embedded in collectivist ideology since the founding of it, right? Since the very beginning, that word has been used uh, for newspapers, for slogans. They're con- because that's, I mean, what is progressivism? What, what, like, what is that at the core? What are they, what are they calling themselves? We are for progress, which means what? Forward, right? This idea that you're constantly moving towards the future, twirling, twirling into the future. To quote a Simpsons episode. Right? That's the that's the nature of the philosophy. It's to keep you thinking that utopia and perfection is just ahead. We just gotta keep going forward. I mean, look how look how beautiful that sky is. It's a perfect sunset. Just keep going forward, forward, and we're gonna get there. It's right there. Keep going forward. Oh no, that's a cliff. See, that's the problem with forward. Forward is fine if you've got a destination that's attainable, that's right there. Okay, but forward's not fine. Forward is not fine if they got you looking at the sky telling you to go forward towards the sky and you completely miss the fact that there's a cliff in front of you. Forward is not always optimal. Forward sometimes could be counterproductive. It could get you killed. It's one of the great ironies of the, uh, of the progressive left. Voters in yet another European Union turned away from the leftward tilt of Brussels. And that's really what's got people hacked off in the media and uh, in the democratic policy circles, this is that's the thing that's got them ticked is that you got another European Union country that's like, eh, mm, yeah, we're out. If Italy, this is Ed Morrissey, by the way, at hotair.com, he says if Italy had elected Mitt Romney, that would also be the most far right government since Mussolini. In American terms, Italy's politics has ranged from the Communist Party USA to, say, hmm, Bill Clinton. That's been, the, that's been the spectrum of Italian politics since World War II, okay? Communist to Clinton. Not a very wide spectrum. Although Clinton was better with the New Democrats and all that. He, he was better than most. Hashtag not all Democrats. Um... Even Silvio Berlusconi fit within the left-of-center EU salons while dabbling in populism and narcissism, he says. The real truth is that the left-leaning EU project has not fared well, and neither has internationalism, at least among voters of Europe of late. It's not difficult to see why. Even if American media refuses to acknowledge it, Brussels' mandated immigration and refugee policies have led to massive issues in crime and poverty. And they have sapped resources that Europeans set aside for their own issues. More recent events have proven that Brussels leadership, uh, uh, that Brussels leadership suspect, such as the collective and individual state decisions to addict themselves. To, or, all right. So hang on a second. Hang on a second. Why am I misreading this? Day? Oh, OK. Suspect. Here we go. More recent events have proven Brussels leadership suspect. Yeah, I emphasized the wrong part of that. Right. So people are coming to doubt Brussels leadership because of, right, the decisions to get themselves hooked onto Russian energy imports. Oh, by the way, did you see what's happening now? The Nord Stream 1 pipeline, natural gas pipeline. Yeah, apparently it's leaking. Yeah, apparently just all of a sudden, I have no idea what could have happened. And you got leftists cheering this on. The release of natural gas into the environment 
harming Gaia Earth, and they're cheering it because it's going to stick it to Russia. You got a massive natural gas leak going on under the water? Oh, and by the way, who's going to be harmed by that? Europe. Right, they have they have an irrational energy policy. The other thing is that I mentioned this earlier. Meloni is is apparently pretty close to the former premier Mario Draghi. Draghi, Draghi, anyway. And in this description that's offered up by CNBC, which is actually pretty fair, Ed Morrissey concludes that she appears to be sort of a business as usual politician, right? If the former premier finds her mainstream enough to maintain a political engagement with, and if she's already set in place the relationships that'll make coalition building and consensus possible, that does not sound very fascisty, right? Is that what fascists do? Do they, do they run for and win elections? And then do they try to build coalitions? Is that what fascists do? I'm, I'm unclear. Right? It doesn't even make her that far right. She would find herself probably on the, on the more moderate side of the American Republican Party right now. Right? That, she would probably find herself among the Mitt Romneys. She probably would. But what, is she, but what has angered them? What has angered the, the leftists, the collectivists, so much about this? Is that she's promoting Italy, right? Country first. She's rejecting the transgenderism cult and wokeism. She's rejecting that. She's defending parenthood and religion. The trifecta, right? That's why she's being cast as a far-right extremist fascist it's pretty amazing there's a fellow named rod dreher who writes about this uh really important piece i'll get to that up next 